It was like July. Okay, yeah. It's like nine months. Okay. Um, anyway, um, this is Vague State. It's been uh, it's been a long time to our three listeners. Um, to, <laughs> today we wanted to talk about expression, um, and I mean that's a very it's a very broad topic, but mainly we wanted to talk about the I guess the troubles that you run into whenever you're trying to express yourself um, and what expression really means to the individual. Um, and it's, it's not how we express ourselves. Yeah, it's not, it's part of it is like, you know, making art and talking about how you feel and stuff like that. But it's, it can also be more broad. Um, expression can be the, the relationship that you have to the world around you um, and how how we shape our experience. Yeah, let me, let me look right here. I got, uh, I got some more thoughts lined up. <laughs> well, things you create and what they say about you. You know, and what do we create? Some people are artists and they create works of art, but other people create things for their jobs, um, you know, memos. Uh, but you also are creating all the time because you craft your conversations, at least mm-hmm. the, the part on your end. And um, at the end of the day, everything that you create is an expression of yourself and it maybe says something about who you are or how you would like to get your points across and what points you would like those to be. Yeah. And I mean, we can, like you said, we can construct our end and like what we say and how we act and all that. But at the end of the day, like the way that we come across to other people, I mean, a lot of that is out of our control. Um, And I mean, if you get too hung up on that, you can start to suppress um, yourself in general, like maybe talk to people less. Um, you feel like you don't really have things that are, are worth saying. Um, so your expression can definitely be inhibited by um, self-doubt and just like too much time spent on um, thinking about your place in the world and how you are are going to be perceived by others. Um, so and then that's what I meant by like, uh, there are a lot of troubles that we run into whenever we try to express ourselves authentically and, um, and honestly. And sometimes you just feel like you can't because, or you don't want to, because the people that you would uh, express yourself to uh, are not going to receive it in the way that you would want them to. Um, mm-hmm. But of course, that's just one of the parts of life. You know, solipsism, uh, well, you could follow that if you wanted to. It doesn't really um, help you out in the end because everybody has their own expression, their own ideas. And everybody's going to, um, to have to each other at the end of the day. And uh, you can't always get one. So maybe adopting a policy of being a negotiator 
in all situations, in all social situations, almost all of them is, is more beneficial. Yeah, I mean, I, I think definitely solipsism is, is a good um, way to think about it. Because, I mean, not only could you possibly af- be afraid that the other person just won't understand, but, like, there's also... For for me at least, I'm like, even if they did understand, it's like, would it even matter at all? Because it is my experience, and maybe they've experienced something similar. But I don't know. You know, I don't. I don't think that it's always important for another person to be like, "Hey, I understand." Because at the end of the day, like, even if they say that they understand, like, would you even believe them? I mean, you know, in, in the words of the now late Bill Withers, absolute legend, uh, I just might have a problem that you'd understand to lean on me, you know. And understanding among problems and of them is, is crucial, I think. Uh, but it also just depends on what kind of mood the other person is in and, uh, and how they're going to take your message. Um, sometimes your message is inherently more direct, like in conversation. If you're not vague and you say, you really say what you mean, you know, then it depends on how that person is going to take it. But other times, like I said, through art, the message of what you maybe want people to get can be a lot more, um, a lot more clear. No, I think I think art is is cool when it comes to this because um, something I've been thinking about in terms of expression is getting somebody else to understand what you're trying to express to them is one thing, but whenever you're feeling something and you have no idea how to make sense of it, um, you have no idea how to articulate it. You just kind of feel a certain way. And like, it's not really something that you can put into words. I mean, that's why a lot of people really love painting and um, doing things like that to express themselves because it's not, putting your feelings into words um, and using language to express it. It's just kind of like a, it's a, you just kind of put it out there and they're like, this is what I'm feeling. And it doesn't have to be words. It doesn't have to be something really well thought out. You just kind of do. Um, And then however the, the viewer wants to interpret it, I mean, that's up to them. I mean, you mentioning painting makes me think of, uh, you know, how from early ancient history uh, for a long time and up until the Renaissance and whatnot, painting had a, a specific weight to it, you know, and, and uh, before even um, perspective was invented, it just wasn't very realistic. And then eventually expressionism as a movement came about and it was the painting of things very realistically mm-hmm. and uh you know with, with that kind of realism there is no guessing as to what reality might be it's uh it's the simple facts and i think well there are people who exist who, who speak freely 
of their mind. I think m- most of us or many of us have thoughts uh, about in conversation or, or in other areas that we just don't communicate because we know they wouldn't be taken well. Um, and we we suppress them for overall good, I believe. Yeah, and I mean, it's... And I mean, I, I think um, self-doubt about the things that you're feeling and the things that you, you think of, I mean, part of it is natural, but then also a lot of it comes from your past experiences with how people have received your expression. And if in the past you've had a lot of people put you down or act like they don't understand what you're saying at all, um, or you've opened up to somebody who later, um, later hurt you, it all adds to the reasons of why you wouldn't want to express yourself, which is, it's unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, from childhood and, and how you uh, were treated then and, and all up until your current age, uh, you know, there's, um, I kind of lost my train of thought. I mean, there's times when people just don't, if they never ask you your opinion, then you might not even feel comfortable giving your opinion, you know? even though you might feel like you have important things to say. Yeah. And I mean, also at the end of the day, like maybe you don't feel like you have anything important to say, like, um, especially if it's the things that you're feeling and the, the way um, you think about things feels repetitive to you. Like say you're, a sad person and like every single day it kind of feels the same it's you don't really have many um excitements in your life so all the days kind of blend together all of the things that you experience sort of blend together so why would you feel the need to express that to somebody else you don't want to sound like a complete broken record um and also it's like hey i'm sad that's all i have to say um don't know why I would tell somebody that except except for just like the need to feel heard by somebody else yeah I mean you know I see I see that kind of stuff a lot similarities to like people on Instagram or Snapchat who you reach out for attention Um, I know I know specific people who they post things where they're like, you know, I'm feeling sad. Mm-hmm. Um, probably wanting at least just people to, or even people to respond to them. And I think, you know, that that becomes your identity at least to another person. And, you know, if you're trying to attract a mate, then you want your identity to be seen. So you might, um, you know, I think that, that enters the, the zone of, do you be yourself or do you exaggerate yourself? Um, because you want your presence to be known and how do you express um, what you think you should be seen as? Yeah, and I mean, and, and personally, I mean, being an, an, a, an observer of things like that, you, you see people reaching out for attention, you see people 
um, using social media as sort of a, a vehicle to um, just be heard by people. And for me, that kind of makes me self-conscious of the way I'm perceived on social media or like the identity that I have on there. So it makes me want to just post less because I, I don't want to be perceived in the same way that I perceive other people, I guess. I, I'm very hesitant to have a, um, a place on there where people can see me and think things of me. I'd rather just be not seen in such a large light, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I tend to, to not post much. When I do, it's not um, it's not like selfie pictures or anything. I, I usually just post my another type of express, expression, mm-hmm. my art. Um, but on the flip side, like I, I feel like I'm usually fairly generous just liking other people's posts, even though those are the selfie posts and stuff that I wouldn't do. Um, because I, I guess in my mind, it's like I, I recognize those as like, Maybe they need a pick me up, or maybe they're low key, not necessarily um, negative. Uh, so hooked in to like these, because the way I see it is, is you know, it must be surely to me, it must be kind of like a form of just kind of like a drug where you're just like, and and I I experience this too, and and you experience you know when you don't get like oh, as much as many likes as you thought you were gonna get, right? you experience where you're just like oh i'm kind of not wanted kind of thing but when you get a lot of likes you like you feel good about yourself you know yeah it's just extreme validation mhm yeah and i mean yeah i get what you're saying like you see somebody posting stuff about themselves like pictures of themselves or this is how i feel today whatever it is any type of expression you're like hey good job for posting that like that's that would be out of my comfort zone so i'm gonna give you a little like or gonna reply or just give you some type of uh validation for the effort that you put into this i mean for for us it would definitely be effort like okay i'm not really used to putting stuff like that out there and then say they didn't get any replies or any likes it'd be like hey they're just talking to nobody so you want them to feel like there is somebody out there that they are talking to in a way i mean it's such an odd thing where it's like you can quote unquote talk to people uh, and and literally communicate with people on social media but never or rarely looking them face to face yeah and so what does what is what does it mean for expression when you don't have to meet the gaze or feel the presence of someone? It's kind of like when people trash talk online. You know, if they were face to face with each other and there was maybe a threat of like primal violence, it's a very different situation. I mean, I've heard the argument um be made plenty of times that cyberbullying is a different is a different animal because people feel like uh, attacking others is easier because you know you you're sitting behind a screen 
and um, you know that there are less direct consequences. But for me, I I feel like it's scarier to put things out when you're online because it can be seen by more people without you knowing it. And it's sort of a taunting uncertainty. Yeah, and I think uncertainty plays a big role in, in how in how we, we think we're, our expressions are going to be received. Yeah, because I mean, if you're if you're talking to somebody in person, you're you're looking at them; they're looking at you. Um, facial expression, you know, like you can see how they are receiving the words that you are saying to them. It's just it's all there; all the cards are out. You can see them. They're the only uncertainty that's present. I mean, like they could be thinking something that they're not displaying, and they're facial expression, their their cues. Um, and that's always going to be that's always going to be a, an element, but it's there's a lot less uncertainty when you're actually talking to the person in person. Um instead of, you know, just putting it putting it onto a website under your profile where you have, you know, hundreds of followers, maybe thousands of followers, whoever you are. Um, and it's, it's something I've thought about, like, you know, people who have like millions of followers on Instagram and stuff, what, (laughs) like what goes through their head whenever they're posting something, they're like, are they thinking about how, Hey, millions of people are probably going to see this and I'm just posting it without really thinking about it. I feel like for me, that would be the most taunting, um, situation where I would just. I wouldn't be able to stop thinking about anything that I post, anything that I put out there, it will be received by millions of people. And what are the implications of that, you know? I mean, I think there's an argument to be made that, like, even though as humans we have conceptions of these really large numbers, we actually don't um, get the full meaning of, like, a million. You know, like, we you think of uh, 10 people and you can, you can visualize them in a room. Mm-hmm. And then if it's a, if it's a larger room, you can say, Oh, there's a hundred people here. You're like, wow, it's think of how many different types of people are in that room right now. You know, and a thousand people, you're like, wow, that's so many people, but a thousand thousand people is uh, so many <laughs> that your brain can't really, you know, I don't know about you, but for me, it, it kind of just reaches a block blocking point and you're like yeah yeah that's sure is a lot of people <laughs> like and if it's millions upon millions of people then i don't think you you would actually be getting a realistic view of of uh of how your work or message is going to be received well and i mean some people have i mean say they aren't really popular at all and then they star in a film um so they gain a lot of followers in a short amount of time. But normally it's like if you have millions of followers, you've probably had a lot of followers for a long time. So yeah. 
I guess after a certain point, you just sort of get used to the fact that, hey, I have a lot of followers I have for a long time, and I'm just going to post, and you probably stop thinking about all of those things after a while. Yeah, and if you go up in person and people record you all the time, not only is there things like, mm-hmm. oh, it's about annoying and whatnot, but that would certainly reinforce for you the the fact that you're known to many i suppose and your expression I mean, has reached very far and probably a lot of people have agreed with it yeah and i mean the entire game changes at that point i mean for me it's like i have like a few hundred followers and for the most part i i, I think i know of or i like know them i talk to them a good amount of those followers so there feels like it's uh, it feels like there's more accountability. If I was to post something, you know, I mm-hmm. I know a lot of those people, or I I come into contact with a lot of those people regularly. Um, so me posting something, I feel like it would, whether it's a good or bad post or whatever, I feel like it has more of an effect on my life and my experience um, than it would have if I was one of those people with millions of followers that you know most people that follow him never met him don't don't know that much about him whatever um but I mean that that goes into another thing that I I wanted to touch on um it we were talking earlier about the the troubles that you run into whenever you're trying to express yourself um and one large inhibition for me has been if a lot of if a lot of people have preconceptions about you and they have either heard things about you um they have bad memories of you like they have this idea of you in their head it it makes you less willing to express yourself to them because they've basically already written you off. Like, they think they know you. They have this identity of you wrapped up in their head. And, I mean, basically nothing that you could say is going to really change that. It's just going to be adding more information into the identity that's already been um, construct- constructed and, and sealed, basically. And I think that's something that I've struggled with because... If I meet somebody new and they don't know anything about me, I'm like, oh, well, they don't know me at all. It's a blank slate. But that, in a way, is taunting. And then if it's the other way, if, like, they already have an idea of you, then you're like, what's the point? It's not going to change the way that they think about you. Yeah, and certainly sometimes um, people will or view your interactions with another person and they'll have that judgment of you, but that's not the way that you would interact with them. And so they don't get the full uh, force of your identity expression. And so in a way it's like they saw a caricature of you and, you know, they've only read the paper about you, but they haven't talked to you, you know? Well, and I think 
interactions are so person specific. Like I, I cater the way that I act to, um, to everybody very differently based on the person that I, you know, I got my, my bros that I goof around with and act like a a silly guy, you know? And then I have, (laughs) then I have other people who, um, just hold a different place in my life. So I may act a little bit different towards them. I mean, I make, I make an attempt in my life just to act relatively similar to everybody because I don't want to be one of those people that is just, uh, is two faced and like, you know, nobody really knows who that guy is because he acts different towards everybody. But I feel like it's just natural to have different types of, um, behaviors with different people well i was thinking about this just uh just an hour ago or so um my mother was like oh we're gonna we're gonna like facetime your grandparents you're gonna like come come down and see them and i was was sitting there (laughs) i was sitting there thinking about like you know i wasn't feeling very good about this i was i was talking to you earlier about this uh wasn't feeling very good yesterday and I this morning I wasn't feeling it, wasn't vibing. I was not literally just vibing. And uh but it's like when you talk to your grandparents, maybe it's just the the level in which I know my grandparents, you know, and it's different for others, but I began to think about appearances and like how how important do I consider appearances? And I'm like, yeah, I mean I feel like I feel like they're fairly important um and so in just the beginning my approach was to at least pretend somewhat that i was engaged and that snowballed into actually being engaged um kind rather of, than just fake, like, it t- fake it till you make it yeah yeah and rather than just like not showing up at all or not giving a fuck it was just like you know playing the game yeah, um, and I I think something that has given me trouble in the past is worrying so much about how I'm perceived by others that I just stay out of the light completely, like I was talking about earlier. And it has been a conflict for me because, you know, if you get so stressed out over something like that, then you're not going to want to be around people like you're not going to want to have a place in anybody's life. And that that just leads to a lot of loneliness and um, isolation. And that's just not healthy for a person. So instead of being so caught up in my sense of self and wanting my very complex sense of self and the way I see myself to be um, taken into account, when other when other people perceive me, I mean, for lack of a better term, I kind of would rather just go with the flow, um, in a sense, and just be myself without thinking about it too much. And I know a lot of people, <laughs> you know, preach about that. They're like, oh, well, just be yourself. But I think it's harder than a lot of people make it out to be, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I mean, I think um, I think like what you were saying with just how you, you kind of interact automatically differently with different people. Um, it just doesn't really the math doesn't really work out in the end. You know, like I read a story about that has Buddha as a character in it. And, you know, and the Buddha's very he's the Buddha, and he's just like chill as hell. Everybody talks to you, you're like Buddha, what's up? And he's like, I am the Buddha. You know, the OG. Uh, the OG and and just like that's not really how it works. I mean, um, because you know, for example, uh, you'll meet some people. You know, maybe you'll know them for a brief period of time, have a class with them in school, and they have a certain kind of humor that does like match a certain part of your humor. And maybe that's never been unlocked by another person before. And so you actually kind of bond pretty well on that. But you just like, you know, you don't have that type of humor with anyone else. And so then maybe you go around your growing, and then you see them again one day and you're just like, you immediately remember. Like the, the drug comes back and you're like, yo, what's up? Uh, and you know, I, I have my different friends for different kinds of uh, of experiences, but mm-hmm. But, you know, you do have those moments where you'll be with a friend and you'll say something to them and they'll be like, yeah, you know, I don't agree kind of thing. And you'll be like, hmm. I, I guess uh, I guess we see the cards. Huh. <laughs> I don't know. You know, obviously it's okay not to agree. But different different strokes are indeed for different folks, as they say. Yep. Um, I'm just reading that long thing that you said about um, Heidegger. Yeah, I was, I was figuring we could introduce the, what was it called? Conceptions of Authenticity by Heidegger. Yeah, so in the Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy, they have different concepts and terms that you can look at like it it's like a wikipedia page but it has different um sections on like particular philosophers take on that concept um mm-hmm. so yeah that was just um like heidegger's conceptions of authenticity what he has to say about the concept i don't know if it would be easy at all to even try and uh, summarize what he said, you know. I, I mean, I wrote down my thoughts about it. Well, I actually am Heidegger, so. Wait a second, wait a second. Are you... Yeah, I fooled you. Well, as I was saying to you earlier, I mean, my, my first thought about it was that I wrote down for something he said was, we have projections into the future. And I thought that was an interesting thought. You know, we, uh, I think part of what he touched on in it was that humans must always be thinking of what is to come. And our actions are based upon that, which makes sense, you know, like... Uh, so he said, well, he, said we are, he said we are the future. Say that again. We are projections into the future. So, like, you know, if uh, if you want to eat tonight, we got to go get food. And mm. so it's a, a very understandable, endless cycle 
where and you know you you think about things that you want not not just food but you think of things that you want you know maybe sex or education or a happy life you envision yourself experiencing those things if you fantasize in the future you know maybe you'll visualize them in the present as well but for those things to happen in any kind of present you'll have to go through the steps to make sure that they can happen you know and so that's why we're, we're, our minds are always fixated on what is to come based upon what happened and what is now And if you play your cards right, you express correctly, then you can achieve things that you would uh, want to achieve. And some people have a stronger drive than others. And I guess if we're, if all of us are just projections into the future and we're, and we're trying to achieve a an ideal of oneself in the in the future then i mean like the 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 concept of being your authentic self being being true and honest and authentic it's like it's a little obscured i guess because if if we're just trying to be an ideal that we have of ourselves something that we want to be then it's like what is authenticity, really? And you can't always be authentic the, the way that you um, you would want to be. Um, and you know that leads to situations of, of guilt or regret, which you think you should try and avoid. But sometimes you just can't because the way that you act in a moment is... Uh, it's not the way that you would have wanted to have acted when you think of it in retrospect. You know, I remember some weeks ago I was on the street and there was there was a homeless man walking by and uh, you know a young guy, too. Mm-hmm. not much older than me if he was. And it was interesting. He said like uh, all he said was kind of muffled. Uh, like trying to get something to eat, trying to get something to eat, and I was like, "Hmm," like, like I didn't understand. He was like, "Trying to get something to eat," and uh, I think I might have said something like, "No, I, no." I, when he said it the first time, I said, "Oh, are you trying to trying to like get some cash or something?" And then he just he just repeated trying to get some to eat, and I think I was thrown off by just his lack of conversation. And so I was like, oh, sorry, can't help you, man. And, you know, afterwards, it was kind of like, you know, even if I only gave him a dollar, a dollar to him is a lot more than it is to him. And so maybe I should have done that. But at the time, I was kind of just thrown off by his, you know, and I think I think that particular day, I wasn't feeling that good. And, and so in that moment, the way that he expressed did not, did not, uh, you know, very much, appealed to me and I just uh, it didn't uh, follow through which was understandable but that's the way it happened I suppose well right now I'm reminded of I, I we 
probably touched on it like uh, on an earlier episode because uh, about a year ago I was I was fascinated by the the concept, but the difference between uh, process thinking and product product thinking. It's like, um, hmm. are you going to enjoy the ride and everything that goes along with it? Or are you just going to be focused the whole time on um, what you're trying to achieve, you know, the ends? And it's like, um, with what Heidegger was saying on like how we're just projections into the future, that makes me think that a lot of us really are too absorbed in product thinking. We're just trying to achieve an ideal of ourselves. When at the end of the day, it's like being truly authentic to me, I think means um, not being too caught up in product thinking at all. Just truly doing what you like doing, um, loving the process, and not really caring about what is authentic or like who you are it's like if you're doing it and you want to be doing it then why wouldn't that be authentic and i think being social creatures part of that comes with having to accept or constantly accept what uh others i was a little bit of if you've ever heard of marcus aurelius's he was one of the emperors of rome and he was a pretty philosophical guy, and he he wrote this uh, this book. I was only reading a very small part of it, and he talked about how the, the stoic mind and how to be the stoic mind. The first line is like, "Wake up in the morning and like readily meet all those ignorant people, as well as as well as other negative kind of mindsets that you wouldn't agree with. Meet with them like like head on. Don't uh." don't mess around, you know, because, like, they're always going to be there. And if, if they're people yeah. that you have to interact with, you know, you don't really have much choice, do you? So what's the point in waiting around uh, when you could just jump into it? I don't know if it was a uh, a different Stoic um, thinker, but I was um, listening to something a couple of months ago about Stoicism and just how they talk about anger. Um. Basically, they're like, anger is the most unnecessary emotion. Like, you just need to accept the way things are. And, like, getting angry about it is basically just um, a... It's basically just going to um, keep you from acceptance. Yeah, and you know, it's kind of funny when you when you think about, I mean, at least for me, I'm not a very angry person. I, I more often get stressed rather than angry, much easier, much easier. But the times when I do get quote unquote angry, um, you know, when you like, I guess when you just like drop something and you're like, oh. <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty funny, like, uh, because that feeling probably passes pretty quickly unless it's like a serious, serious thing. Um, uh, but the, but there is things to say about that. Like, like um, are you someone who often gets angry with themselves, or angry at others, or angry mm-hmm. at existence, or what? Yeah. 
I think that um, is something that would be very interesting to think about. Because when whenever I do get angry about something that I like stop and think, I'm like, why am I angry right now? And I think I've um, thought about this more since listening to that um, thing on stoicism and like how they feel about anger and stuff. Because whenever I listened to it, I was like, man, that makes a lot of sense. Like, I, I should get angry less, which is obviously way easier said than done. But um, anytime I get really angry about something now, I just I stop and think, I'm like, why am I this angry? Like, genuinely. Is it, hmm. um, is it because someone did something that I really didn't like and I feel mad that I can't control that I can't control what others do or am I like getting angry because I'm so upset um or am I just angry at the world like angry that these things exist that give me unpleasant emotions I think the closest I sometimes get to anger is annoyance and I think I've been thinking a little bit more recently about it, you know, when you're cooped up with people in the old quarantine, coronavirus mm-hmm. 2020. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, not only doing this, but before. It's something that I felt guilty about when I gotten annoyed at, like, people's questions. You know, there, there's things about, like, I mean, it's kind of funny for me. It's like... Uh, you know, I, I might not be a morning person, but my morning is like mid one o'clock. <laughs> so when I uh, when I'm like, you know, going down, making the coffee, eating the cereal, and like people are just like talking to you and asking questions, and you're just like, okay. <sighs> but it's like it's it's very irrational, you know. And a lot of the times, if you do fake it, and you just like reply as you think you would reply when if you weren't feeling the way you were, then oftentimes, uh, you know, it leads to an ample result. And you don't have to feel guilty with yourself. You know, you, your expression can become your safe haven, your defense. Maybe for, for some me, yeah. For me, I, I, if I'm... If I'm very annoyed, but it's not quite anger yet, I mean, I I, tr- I try to tell them, I'm like, hey, like, if I'm super comfortable with them, I'll be like, hey, I'm annoyed right now. You're annoying me. Please do something differently. But yeah. at the very least, I'll just try to get myself out of that situation or I'll deflect um, because like I, I, I can sort of feel myself whenever whenever the anger is coming up it's like rising up the chimney and I'm like okay I don't want to get angry right now I need to remove myself somehow and I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your hands yeah that's me dude yeah. <laughs> uh, there's people who 
are a lot more comfortable showing uh, and dealing with confrontation than others. Confrontation, yeah. I think, you know, it's a confidence of expression um, that at least one party has, and the other party meets that if it's a real com- uh, conflict. And, you know, I think that's just because some people are more empathetic than others and think more so about how others would feel. I'd like to think or I believe that I, even in times I've experienced where, like, something was done wrong by another person, you know, like a a bug in your sandwich or something. (laughs) You know, a lot of people would get pissed about that, you know. <laughs> but for me, God, for me, I, I I think I have a conception of what it feels like to demean someone. And I I think I if I if I'm in that kind of situation, I often try and avoid demeaning someone. Um unless it, it really calls for it or I reach a kind of breaking point. But I've done it very few times, I think. But, you know, I've known people who have, who have done it quite freely and I don't think they realize it, that they're demeaning you. And that is, uh, that is annoying. You know, that can be quite... Uh, well, very, very frustrating. Well, and I mean there's something to be said about if you every time you experience anger or like just some negative emotion and you feel like uh displacing it onto somebody else by demeaning somebody or like making them feel bad about themselves it's like you you got some work to do because you are never actually going to feel better by by displacing it onto onto somebody else it's just going to I don't really know what the benefit is. I mean, I think a lot of that comes from immaturity. Like you, you think putting somebody else down will make you feel better about yourself, but I don't think it really does in the, in the long run, like at all. I mean, maybe you could just say it's that, that conflict with the self being projected outwards, that the energy is just transferred because they don't know how to deal with the conflict with themselves. They don't want to, suppose. One of the more frustrating things about this is people like that may not acknowledge it and may not even know about it, so never... uh, never come to to what your standard of, of, uh, you know tranquility might be and so never never address it fully I don't know take another look here about what more I said about Heidegger old Heidegger me? oh yeah yeah just me uh Okay, here's the thought I had. I mean, unless you wanted to say something. No, you go ahead. I said, uh, because the world is a pre-constructed place we are born into, I think creating gives us some kind of peace of mind over what we inhabit, even though we 
adding to the consciousness of men. You know, which is, uh, you know, similar to what we were saying before about being an artist and stuff and, and creating. But yeah, and I mean, because because we're born into like a, a pre-constructed world that already existed, already has its place for everything. I think we naturally want ourselves. We want to give ourselves more meaning and more significance. And that goes into, you know, the whole sense of self and everything. Like we want to feel special. We want to feel like um, our expression is something that deserves authenticity. And um, we need to be appreciated and everything like that. But at the end of the day, it's, I mean, people are, you know, people are special in some ways, I guess, but also, like, we are more similar to each other than we often like to acknowledge, and at the end of the day, yeah, we were all just kind of put into this world that already had a status quo, um, we're all the same species, um, so the the concept of authenticity is just it's just kind of funny to me i i think as long as you are honest with yourself you um you act on your desires while holding up your your values it's like what else can you do to be yourself and be quote unquote authentic you know yeah, I mean, I think uh, that's why maybe sometimes you see or hear about people who have the double, the the double defense um, of being authentic and empathetic. And if you're both, then even though you might seriously disagree in a situation, you can still leave with grace. Um, and those are the people that I think often uh, deserve the, the greatest amount of respect, you know. Because they realize that other people, as you say, you know, might be more similar than they think to them. And everybody's going through something, you know. So, you know, maybe that's why, uh, you know, I think we brought her up on the podcast before, Elaine at Bowie, you know. <laughs> she's someone that even if you were very empathetic towards, that might just not be before because she's never been loved. But... <laughs> Um, it's not it's not a bad style. I'll put it that way. <laughs> it's not always easy though. That's for sure. Because if you don't feel that you yourself deserve um, a chance, then you might not be willing to give it to others as either. Love yourself. Love others. Love the world. Be a happy guy. You know. Honey nut Cheerios. You know what I'm saying. Depression isn't real. <laughs> We've actually uh, solved depression during this podcast, so if you ever feel a bad, uh, just give this a listen. And, you know, go on a walk; you'll probably be okay. I'll uh, I'll leave my PayPal information below, so you can uh, thank me for my efforts. And uh, yeah, I think I was going to bring up how. 
you know, there's so many types of expression again. And a lot of them uh, that people we've known and people will meet probably and stuff is uh, is joking. People who joke a lot. That's definitely mm-hmm. a form of expression. And it's also a creation um, like art. And there's people who may have nervous syndromes, if you call them that, or another type of condition that joke very often. Um, and sometimes that can just be detracting to, to someone who doesn't receive that that well. But, you know, it can be used to, to deal with as a coping mechanism, um, which I think is an interesting form of expression. And definitely art can be a coping mechanism as well as many other things. Well, yeah, and I mean, talking about jokes and things that, like, you know, aren't received the way that they're intended to be received, that, I mean, that's just a good point um, as to how um, a lot of time, a lot of time your expression literally just isn't received at all in the way that um, you were, what you were trying to, what you were trying to express. Mm -hmm. And that's another reason why, you know, maybe some people don't try to express themselves because they're like, people don't understand me. I'm an alien. I am not like other guys. That's where solipsistic thought comes back into it. I think, you know, it's not, that these people might believe that they're the only one that matters, but that they are the only one that thinks like they do or something. You know, I've gone through those periods myself. Well, did we have anything else to talk about? Your mama. (laughs) Hey! (laughs) (laughs) everybody in the club (laughs) got you dude I got you man you didn't see it coming (laughs) well I guess uh, I guess we had a good conversation you know and it was a complex beat you could probably talk about it for a long time please don't call me I don't want to talk to you I got you on speed dial, dude. Don't worry about it. Don't call me. You blocked me on Facebook, and now I'm going to die. (laughs) All right, man.